Welcome to Shear Jashub, brought to you by the Church Fellowship of Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle of Madison, Connecticut, and featuring the teaching ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today we will be continuing with the in-depth Through the Bible series entitled Heavenly Authority. So let's join my husband, Pastor Greg, as he begins the Sunday Sermon. Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 33. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. No more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they all shall know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity and their sin, I will remember no more. We've seen in the past few lessons that authority and any legitimate authority structure under the New Covenant is there to bring everyone into the same like relationship with Jesus Christ. Each of us, each believer in Jesus, is meant to come into the same place, to equip the saints for the work of ministry. That's the purpose of authority in the New Covenant, to equip the saints for the work of ministry, to avoid the winds of doctrine and trickery. We read this in Ephesians chapter 4. To build into the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to bring us to a perfect man, a perfect coordinated body in the full measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ to make the church whole. That's the purpose of authority in the New Covenant, to make the church whole with Jesus Christ as the only head. As it says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16, from whom, from the head Christ, the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. That is a purpose of the different offices, the different ministries, the different callings, the different anointings. And really, according to this, everyone has some type of anointing. Everyone has some type of ministry, something they're supposed to do as each joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causing growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Every part doing its share. And we left off last time with a discussion of the wisdom, the mind of Christ, that comes to each of us, that comes to the body, only through the Holy Spirit. And remember, we read about that in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 
Verse 13, these things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. We are called to have spiritual wisdom, each to have spiritual understanding, to know the mysteries of God. Blessed are your eyes for what they see, Blessed are your ears for what they hear, Jesus said. We are meant to have the mind of God. And as the Holy Spirit gives this anointing, he gives different offices, different ministries. We read about that in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, down in verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given, he goes on to lists, and we'll go through these later on, God willing, uh, the different offices and gifts and workings of the Holy Spirit. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one, each part of the body, for what? The profit of all, each part benefiting the body, the church, to grow as an organism to grow and be healthy and to do what the church is supposed to do. All too often, we've developed in the church only parts of the church, certain aspects of leadership, which are clearly recognized, and forget all the rest that is needed for the body to be whole. We recognize in churches pastors. Some churches recognize teachers. People with gifts of administration might be recognized and given a certain title and lifted into a prominent position. But if you have just a mouth, it's not enough. You need a hand. The body, every part of your body is necessary. What part of your body would you give up? Every part is necessary. And the church, in going back under an old covenant type of system of clergy and laity, divided distinctly with one leading and the rest following has missed much of what it needs to be successful. When you read the book of Acts, you see people, men and women, going out, spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, doing their parts, and it worked. When you read the book of Acts, it's so different from what we see in modern-day churches. I remember the first time I read the book, I was, I told the story before, but I was on uh, the rocks by the water in Rhode Island, there had been a, uh, a business meeting, and I had the option whether going, I should go out on the boat fishing or stay at the shore and read. And since I'm not that great a fisherman, and I tend to get seasick. I stood, I was a new Christian, and I was becoming a Christian at that point, and people were witnessing to me, and I picked the New Testament up, and I read the book of Acts. And it was so different. It's so different from what we're used to when we think of church activities or church life. But it worked. There was life. Every part, every person had a role. The church was moving forward. The people were being saved in innumerable amounts because it was different than what we see as a structure of the church today. It was a living, breathing body, organism. 
And in that body, there were Jews, there were Gentiles, there were people all over the civilized world. Everyone, as the Spirit moved, as the Spirit directed, as the Spirit manifested gifts to each for the profit of all. In verse 11, but one and the same Spirit, one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. He has a plan for each person. He works these gifts, these offices, these ministries to each. He distributes, he decides, he knows the mind of the Father. The Holy Spirit gives to each individually as he wills. We each have a role. We're individuals. It's not like we're some ant in an anthill that, you know, we do our work and we die and another one takes his place. There is an individual personal calling, very special, very individual. You are special in God's sight. God has a perfect plan for each of us, each of you. But when we're in the place of fulfilling his plan, it all works together. It dovetails together. And the spirit can direct and move and manifest, and the body goes forward. It's amazing sometimes to think how the church really survived centuries, often pushing aside the work of the Holy Spirit. That's the, the sovereignty and the grace of God. Can you imagine in the last days what it'll be like if the church, every person in the church, yields themselves to the manifestation and the working? of the Holy Spirit. As He wills, as the Spirit wills. Not everyone in the church will be in the same place. Not everyone has fully yielded to Jesus in the same way. Some will be new to the faith, right, as they get saved. Some are old in the faith, but they act as babies. And even when we do yield all the way, not everyone has the same gifts. So the Holy Spirit gives different offices. He anoints, as we read here, for positions of authority. There are positions of authority in the New Testament church because there needs to be coordination. The body needs to be able to function. It cannot be chaotic. And you will have new believers coming in. You'll have people that accept Jesus, but they just don't go all the way. And so there is the need, because everyone has not come to the point of the perfect man, of the stature, of the fullness of Christ, there is the need for positions of authority in the church to edify, to build up, to instruct in works of ministry. So the Holy Spirit gives different offices. He anoints for different positions. But such authority in the New Testament as the Spirit gives is so that everyone comes to Christ, not that one person spiritually lords it over another. And a lot of this requires discernment on our part because it's not that some of the concepts you've seen in church history are wrong. Many of them are based on the Bible. It's the extreme of the extent they're taken to. There are pastors and teachers and elders and apostles. We've seen all that. We've read that, right? But there's a difference between someone pastoring a church, having the responsibility before God to get that church assembled, to see the people grow in knowledge of the Lord, to teach and do that which is right, 
There's a difference from that to being a spiritual leader that the people become dependent upon you. That what you say tells them what they must do rather than instructing them to read the Bible, pray to Jesus Christ, and do what he tells them to do. There's a distinction. And a lot of this requires really a very sharp blade to rightly divide what the New Testament is telling us that there is this priesthood of believers and every person is meant to come directly to Jesus Christ and everyone is meant to develop and have the fullness of the Lord and be an active member of the body and the purposes of positions of authority which should be respected by the fact that God gives, the Holy Spirit gives different gifts to different individuals. The responsibility is on those in authority to do what God has called them to do, just like the responsibility is on every Christian to do what God has called them to do. That is different from becoming some type of spiritual guru, leader, rabbi, rabbi, teacher, teacher, someone who, when they walk in the room, everyone has to say, give them awe. This is our intercessor to God. Totally different. You can find information about Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle on the web. The address is www.shiarjeshub.org. Besides location and time for services, you will find an archive of our radio programs and commentaries by Pastor Greg for serious Bible study. That's S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B dot O-R-G. May the Lord Jesus bless you as you serve him.